Hi there, Fiber friends. Welcome to the Fiber Artist Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Head to neuromastudio.com to get 15% off your next purchase using the code PODFRIEND. We have a huge selection of premium cotton and recycled cotton rope and string, merino wool yarn and roving, and recycled silks and ribbons for weaving. Again, the code is PODFRIEND for 50% off at Neuroma Studio. And if you're enjoying these episodes, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on the videos on YouTube. Tell all of your creative friends any little bit helps. Thank you. Um, and finally, I loved getting to know today's guest, the talented and lovely Kristen Thompson of The Roving Kind. Kristen spent a year living with her family, including two kids, traveling around the U.S. in an RV. We chatted about meeting friends on the road, how the trip affected her creativity and what life has been like, getting settled into her new home that is no longer on wheels. And um, you can find Kristen online at therovingkind.com and on Instagram at the roving.kind. Okay, enough from me. Here's the episode. So let's start first. Um, please introduce okay. yourself. Just tell us um, your name, your Instagram, uh, your website, and then we'll get okay. into it. Okay. So I'm Kristen Thompson, and I'm the creator behind The Roving Kind. I've been weaving since uh, 2018, like right when this podcast started is oh, when nice. I started weaving. So it was so fun to yeah, coincide with that. Um, my Instagram is the period roving period kind and i'm on facebook but usually only if i post from instagram to yeah. facebook and then my website is the roving kind.com okay awesome yeah. and where are you now you, oh you, so we're I know in minneapolis oh minneapolis yeah, we're in minnesota just outside of minneapolis so my husband was in the navy for 20 years and we both are from Minnesota. He's from this area. I grew up in a really small town, um, but about three and a half hours from here in Southwest Minnesota. So this is new to me, not to him, but new to me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so tell me. Okay. So he was in the Navy for 20 years. How long have yeah. you guys been, to get, been together? So we got together in 2001. Okay. So, so you were with him the whole time. I was with him. Yeah. We met in college. Okay. Yeah. We met wow. in college and he was already signed on with the Navy. So we graduated and started moving right away. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. then during your childhood, did you move a lot or was it totally something crazy? Like, no, nope, I grew up in the to? same town the whole, my whole life. We had different houses in that town, but same town my whole life. It was tiny. It was 1,200 people. Oh, wow. I had 56 kids in my grade. <laughs> Oh my so gosh. it was really small. So yeah, moving. I went to college in um, Moorhead, Minnesota, and then transferred to Fargo, North Dakota. So that was like my big city experience before oh we started moving. And that's not really a big city. So wow. So was that? <laughs> yeah, a huge so that was adjustment. It was a big thing. Yeah, like getting used to yes. the traveling life. So we I were mean, young, so it was fun. Yeah. yeah. So what is it like? You move every what three years or something? So three years if we're lucky is usually um, two years. And so when we first moved, I can hear my dog trying to get in, sorry. <laughs> when we first moved um, to, we moved to Charleston, that was just for a year. Okay. And then after that, everywhere we moved was two to three years. So we moved, I think this was our eighth move to Minnesota here. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Do you feel like <laughs> it was, when you look back at all the moves in all the places, is it kind of a blur or do you feel like? There were significant things with each one and, you know, I don't know. Reminisce with me. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely significant. Like that's how I know how old I was or how old my kids were based mm. on where we lived at the time or else it probably would all run together. So, yeah, I know, you know, depending on where my kids were born or where they went to preschool or where they went to this elementary school. And that helps me actually keep things straight right, <laughs> in my right. life Yeah, to track it. So we started having kids. 
uh, my daughter was born in 2008. So we'd moved around a little bit before then. And so when she was born, my husband had decided to get out of, he was in submarines. And so he used to deploy a lot with a submarine and he decided once we had kids, he didn't want to have to do that anymore. And so he um, switched to a different uh, department with the Navy. Mm -hmm. And then the joke was on us because then he got sent on an eight month deployment. So our kids were one and four. That was the last deployment he had to do. So where did it he sucked, go? But it wasn't terrible. He went, um, they were off the shore of Iran oh, okay. on, a, on an aircraft carrier. How did you feel during that time? Um, just tired. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. One, one, one in four. four. Yeah. 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 I, he, since he's on a ship, they're safer. It's not usually anything to worry about. And when he deployed, um, he used to be in submarines. So I wasn't always worried because it, he wasn't you know, interacting with anybody really right. except his own crew. So I wasn't too nervous. It was just, it's stressful. And I felt so bad for him being away from the kids because yeah. he missed everybody so much. So that really was the only thing because our son was so little and difficult at that time. So right. when he came home, he kind of had to meet him all over again. <laughs> right. Wait, and if you're, yeah. and your daughter was four, was there yeah. a preschool? Like, did you have her in preschool or were you, was she with yeah. you the whole time? Okay. I had her in preschool and okay, then my mom came and stayed with us for probably half the time. She came for like two months and then came back again for two months. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helped to give me a break while he was gone to help. So did you have to be sanity. stationed somewhere on a base in the States at this time or were you at home or? Yeah. So we, yeah, I stayed where we were just to keep the kids, you know, continuous and okay. we had a house there and everything. So where were my you? mom would come to us. So at that point we were in Washington state when he okay. had that long deployment. And that was actually the second time we lived in Washington state. So it was really familiar mm-hmm. to me, which was really helpful since he left shortly after we moved there. So it was right. good that I already kind of knew the area and had some acquaintances yeah. there. So, yeah. Well, I have, I'm like a real homebody and I've only moved I mean, as far as like main locations or whatever, I lived in my my the city I was born basically until I turned eighteen. Um, the whole you know, so I was in that house from basically my whole life until I went to college, and then yeah. I went to Chicago, um, okay. stayed there for two years after graduation, and then moved to New York. And I basically been here on the East Coast. I mean, New York, and then a bunch of places in New York, and then now I'm in New right. Jersey. But I feel like it's. New Jersey is a way different thing because now I'm in the country of New Jersey. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I feel like I do not have that constant moving experience. Right. Um, do you like, I don't know, how was it for you like socially and mentally? Did you like, do you like that? Because now you're very stationary. Right. Um, um, which is probably I a whole new adjustment. It totally is. And I'm actually a person that doesn't handle change very well. So that doesn't make for a great military spouse. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly like I just need time to wrap my head around it. So if we got an assignment to go somewhere and then it changed, I'd already emotionally moved to that place. And so trying to wrap my head around it was like the worst thing ever, even though it wasn't a bad change. It was just like, I can't process. Yeah. Like as soon as you're (laughs) settled into a place, you have to up and move. Like, right. I feel like it took me four years to get settled where I am yes. now. Like, I, it was finally last summer where I was like, oh, I think I feel okay here. Like, I feel like yep. I'm I'm making, like, maybe a couple actual friends, you know, not right. just, like, mom sport friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it takes a while. So then you yes. never fully get to, like, relax in the social aspect, right. I guess. We did. The kids were younger, so it was easier because I feel like you make friends faster the younger your kids are. So especially right. when our kids were going into kindergarten, like all the kindergarten 
moms kind of gel together pretty fast. Like our babies are going off to school. So that experience, I always made a lot of friends that way when the kids were younger. So, and it felt like as soon as we got someplace, we just like hardcore settled in, like, this is it. Let's learn where everything is. Let's get, you know, situated because we, the clock is ticking. We're leaving in 24 months and we have to, you know, get those pictures hung. Let's get settled and let's move on. So, um, I was really fast at getting settled until we got here. And so this has been harder because we don't have this, you know, ticking clock and my kids are older. So it's harder to meet people. Um, I feel right. like we have some friends here too. And I'm also to the point where I'm like, oh, I just, I have friends. I don't, you don't need new ones. I just, look, I've got you, Cindy. I don't really need. <laughs> it's totally. Harder. It's harder to put yourself out there. I feel like, and so yeah. um, we do have friends in the area, which is partly why we moved back here. Cause we did have some friends and family. So it's slow, but it's, you know, we have our time. We have time now to, right. to do it. Yeah. So when you're at a base, are your kids at like regular public school or are they on like a base yeah. school? Okay. Nope. So we actually never lived on base. It was always an option, but some sometimes they had a really long wait list to get on to oh, base see. housing. And I just didn't want to have to deal with that. So we always either rented or bought a house where we lived. Oh, wow. And so, um, and also kind of living on base can kind of come with a lot of drama and I'm not a I don't like drama. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of stayed away from those ladies when I could. Um, oh my God. So I cannot imagine rented. the nightmare of buying a house yeah. every two years. I mean, I understand you did we both did renting so, and buying. Yeah. We did it if we were going to stay there for three years or more. So we owned a house in Omaha, Nebraska for three years. And then um, where we just lived in Maryland, we got to be there for four years because my husband did two different. Yeah, it was the longest we'd ever been anywhere, actually. So um, we bought and sold that house. So it was easy because it's such a the places we lived were such high military turnover areas. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to have to have incoming people to sell it to. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, I guess they kind of knew the deal. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about your kids? So your kids are now what, 14, 13, 14? Thir- 13 and 10 now. Okay. Yeah. And how so, was it for them? Like having to leave their friends and all that stuff, was that re- hard for them? I mean, that's this a last stupid time question. Was the hardest. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, they're, I mean, kids are so resilient. So every time we moved, you know, they did a great job and they always knew we were going to move. I know some families that wouldn't tell their kids until like right before it was time to go. And I always let my kids know, I'm like, we're, this is only here for two years and, you know, we can keep in touch and come back and visit, but this is the deal. So being in Maryland for four years, that was definitely the hardest. So my daughter was 12 and the pandemic hit right at the end of our tour there. So all of a sudden they had stop to their school year and didn't get to see their friends and then we moved oh, so they like barely got to see it was goodbye. weird <laughs> oh. yeah so they got to see a few of them but you know it was right right when everything started and so it was really hard for them to get to to see anybody so right because yeah, everyone's super a, scared at that point too yeah yeah and they're like nope it sorry kind like, of, yeah exactly it yeah. kind of made it easier for them to leave I guess because mm. they weren't missing anything like everybody was home and right. school was going to be virtual so it was hard, but it was, um, I think they were excited to get out of there since they were probably bored stiff after staying home for <laughs> of course. a few months at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so that yeah. was, that was right when your husband retired from the Navy then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was right at the end of our four years there. Yep. Okay. And you had, this is t- 2020. So you had started weaving two years before then. What was, yeah. um, what was the start of that? Did like, was there, um, a catalyst to, to begin? Yeah, kind of, it's kind of like everybody else. I kind of stumbled across it online and my friend Kate so she my real life friend Kate Kate Justice Cooper she's a weaver mm-hmm. and she um we just were following each other on Instagram because we used to work together in Washington and then 
I saw her post something and it was all a roving piece. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I kind of started looking around and was like, these are back. <laughs> this is I, a thing. That's so cool. And so, I mean, I'm total craftaholic. So, of course, I had yarn already. I made a cardboard loom and, you know, the same day I found it and totally fell in love with it. Like, it was something I didn't know I'd been missing. It was that kind of feeling that resonated so deep with me that I loved it so much. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I think I blacked out, ordered a bunch of supplies, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. The blackout of ordering is <laughs> is a fun one because then it's you're a like, real thing. Yeah. what did I order? And now it's like, because it's so easy, it happens like every other day where I'm like, mm, what is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My husband will be like, well, what got delivered? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> nice. We'll open it yeah. We'll yeah. unbox it totally. Um, yeah. So if you were, you were a, a craftaholic, you said? Yeah, I've since I was little, totally okay. into arts and crafts. And our being in such a small town, our hardware store had a craft area oh, where nice. they had like little embroidery kits and stuff. So that was the one place I could go and scout for some craft ideas. And so my mom was super supportive. She let me make the messes and, and pursue whatever I wanted to do. So she was really great about letting me destroy her kitchen table with <laughs> glue and glitter and whatever I needed. Yeah. So, um, and then as I grew up, I loved art class. It was always my favorite. When I was in high school, I had the choice between taking an independent art or going out for show choir. And I thought I really wanted to go out for show choir. Mm -hmm. And so I tried out and it was the worst audition oh, no. ever. Oh, it, no. it was horrible. And I, I couldn't even believe how bad it was until I asked for a second try. I was like, seriously, that doesn't even – I don't know where that sound came from. Where, was <laughs> it because you were nervous? Like, was it your vocal cord shaking so. and all that now? I really – because, I mean, it's a small school. I've known the choir directors, you know, forever. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was just one-on-one. -on -one. It wasn't even in front of anybody. And so then I asked him for a second chance. And, like, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Second one, just as bad. Oh, so no. I'm like, this is crazy. And so I didn't make show choir. And so I took independent art instead. But now looking back, I'm like, that was a total, like, moment where my life kind of split, actually. Because oh. then I went to pursue – you know, the art, my art classes in high school. And that ended up guiding me towards the college I went to because I was really good in my school <laughs> with art. I was winning awards and stuff. And I was oh, like, this nice. is great. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this, uh, college for this. I got to college and realized I was a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> and like, why, why did they give me those awards? <laughs> this is terrible so I got to college and I was totally intimidated oh and, no um, I switched my major which looking back I definitely wish I would have stuck with it because I wanted to do art education but I was so shocked I think at how how different that world was yeah that I backed off of it and so oh, that's so unfortunate <laughs> though I mean I have yeah. to say I experienced a very similar thing but when it came to public speaking, like I, I was on the debate team in high school and um, I did like a speech, you know, I took speech class or whatever. But when I got to college, I don't know what happened. It was like literally everyone was way smarter than me. And so my sophomore year, I remember taking a speech class and I had my first like panic attack. Oh, no. Like it was like, and now I can look back on it and recognize that that's what it was. Yeah. But I didn't know it at the time. So I remember getting yeah. up to speak and I couldn't, like, my voice was just pure shaking. And oh I was sweating. Like, I couldn't. Yep. I, I just wanted to cry. Like, I was like, why yeah. won't anything come out? It was so yep. embarrassing. I don't even yep. know how I got yep. through it. I'm just like, I'm like, it was traumatizing. So at that point, I thought, I said to myself, I am not good at public speaking. 
this right. is something I'm never going to do again because right. I'm terrible at it. And I just, that becomes your identity because right. that one yep. super traumatic experience, yeah, like I, it was horrible. And so I don't oh, think it was, gosh. I mean, it took another 10 years and a bunch of beta blockers for me to ever do another public speaking thing. Again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird because I remember in high school because I, exactly, because I grew up in that town. Yeah. I knew everybody. Nothing made me nervous. Like, yeah. Yep. But then, dude, I don't know. It's something about getting in front of people who you think are just way better than you. And it just, you shut right. down. You get in your own head and your body takes over and you're yeah. like, why can't I stop this? Yeah. yeah. Did it make you change like your, your path that you were taking? Kind of. Because yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go into journalism and I kind of thought okay. that I wanted to like, anchor stuff or, yeah. you know, like, or be some kind of on screen something. I don't know. Yep. Like that was for, and honestly, I did not know what I wanted to do. I was thinking that for like a minute. But when that happened, because that was, um, yeah. even that speech class was part of like getting into the journalism school. Right. And like, I was like, oh, clearly I am not made for this. Like, it's, yes. oh, that's <laughs> it too bad. Terrible. You would have been great. <laughs> no, no. I still know I wouldn't have been. I would not have been. I'm good here because I'm in the confines of my own house. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so low pressure because it's just a normal yeah. conversation. I don't have right. to like be that smart to have this conversation. I just have to be human. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I actually – some bad podcast though. You do a great uh, job. So. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, one of my best friends from college is an anchor on Bloomberg, like for Bloomberg oh, News. Wow. So she's like so, so smart. And she has to be like – um so fluent with what's going on in the financial world and right. she she was an actor previous to this like she she's um like an she's trained as an actor in college she was an actor, okay. um and director so yeah. she pivoted and then became like on screen this but i'm like every time i see her anchoring i'm like holy shit she's amazing like i don't understand right. how <laughs> i i just don't get it like it's it's yeah. such a talent you know it's just yes. to be to be able to speak so smart and smoothly. Like I stumble over my words like crazy when I do these podcasts and I'm just like, oh, whatever, whatever. It's fine. But right. if you had to do that, like, I don't think so. you know, on t real TV, holy shit. Nope. Couldn't yeah. do it. Couldn't do it. You get used to it. I'm sure her early I'm tapes sure. are not that great. Like you just get better and better. So yeah. fake it till you make it maybe. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true funny. of the podcast too, right? Like my first one, I was I like, guess. Oh. I, I remember listening and I was like, I am so excited to be oh, in this community. I yay. love it so much because I think Megan Shimmick maybe yeah, was the first yep. guest you had. Yep. And it was just so cool listening to her talk about, um, you know, her life and the thing. Like, it wasn't just about fiber, right? It was about her life right. and how you talk to everybody about it. And I have, I'm sound super nervous. I have anxiety too. So <laughs> Maybe you, you did <laughs> not sound to, nervous. Okay, right, listening to other people talk about their anxiety and stuff, mm -hmm. it was just so like, because I know we talk about a lot now, but you know, a couple of years ago, maybe it wasn't that big of a conversation. So yeah. I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm on anxiety meds. You should be on it <laughs> yeah. if you need to be. And I, it's not a secret at all. So I think it's just really great to hear people be honest about their life and what yeah. they've gone through and stuff. So, and I think what people use weaving for too, like how therapeutic it can be or macrame or whatever their art is, yeah. how, um, you know, how therapeutic it can be for other people too. Cause that's how I felt when I found it. It was a total escape for me. Totally. It fit my Enneagram seven perfectly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, I'm a seven yeah. too. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm mostly a seven, but then I, God, I can't remember my wings. Yeah, oh, either like an eight or a six. I yeah. think I, my wing isn't very valid, but I'm a hardcore seven. Nice. Like the bad parts of seven too. <laughs> like the starting all the projects and not finishing them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The um using it as an escape, like an escapist, because I will totally dive headfirst into my projects rather mm. than deal with something that's hard to deal with, which yes. is 
why, why I probably dove so far into into weaving at the time. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just easier <laughs> um, right, than dealing with actual problems. <laughs> totally. What well, what was happening in your life at the time? Just I think we had just moved there, and I think it was just going through another transition and. Um, kids are getting older and, you know, marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. I love my husband to pieces, but people don't really talk about like, it can still be hard. You can still love each other as, you know, with all your, all your might, but it's still hard to like, my husband and I are very different. So I think there's just been progress and change over the years and, you know, realizing what, what he needs, what I need from each other. Like we met young and didn't really have many examples of good marriages growing up. So, um, like our joke at our wedding, our DJ was like, oh, do you want any, you know, any special traditions like the anniversary dance? And we're like, <laughs> my husband's like, well, we could get divorced halfway through the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> just because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, examples. Oh, so no. it's just been a growing experience. I mean, I love them to death, but it's hard to to merge your life with another person and, Absolutely. and you know, keep going forward. So and, but he's been super supportive. And I mean, I have all the yarn to show it, thankfully. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and it's amazing. You... You got together really young. I mean, in my opinion, that's young. Maybe like I know Midwest, most of my friends actually from um, high school got married like right after, but um, right after college. I mean, not really after high school, but um, yeah. So you guys made it 20, more than 20 years now, right? Yeah, because we fast tracked, right? Because we met in college. We got married in 2004. We met in college in 2001. But, you know, then we we moved right away after college. So we kind of fast tracked it. We had to figure it out fast. Sorry, my dad's girl. She doesn't like my story. Um, <laughs> she thinks there's someone at the door. There's no one there. <laughs> so it was hard. Like, you didn't just go on, graduate, get a job, and figure it out. Like, we had to move, you know, 1,500 miles away from our friends and family right away and, and right. figure it out if it was going to work for us or not. So I mean, that's an adventure. Huge, that's a huge testament to, like, how, yeah. um, I guess, how healthy of a marriage you've been able to create despite the challenges and not having right. a very good example Ooh. in front of you. So are both yeah. your parents, sets of parents divorced? Yes. Um, so my parents aren't actually divorced, strangely, but may, they haven't been together for 20 years. Okay. So it's like my mom, um, she carries guilt with her all the time. So hmm. whatever. She's <laughs> she's an Enneagram, would we figure out, too, I think. And we read it and we're like, that's so you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we figured some stuff out. But, I mean, she's the best. But I think she just feels like... Um, my dad's got enough problems. She just won't give him this extra, extra one to deal with. Right. <laughs> it's a story. It's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the one where you dish all um, your parents' secrets. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My husband's parents are divorced. His grandparents were divorced on both sides. So he also didn't grow up with a, an example of what marriage should really look like either. So we're fi- figuring out. We've probably been married longer than... Yeah, we've been married longer than any of his parents ever were. <laughs> wow, yeah. So it's amazing. I mean, plus yeah, you're, but. especially like because you started so young. It's, I mean, what amazes me is the ability to evolve together, but in the same direction. Because I think that's right. what is the most hard, you know, because you change a lot during from your mid 20s to your, yeah. um, you know, to 40. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't even know how old you are. Yeah. But, I'm 40 something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. 40 something. Yeah. We met when we were 22. I mean, that sounds like a baby to me yes. now looking back. Total at baby. It, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> your daughter's, we... your daughter's only 
eight years from that point. Like yeah, when you think about crazy. it that way, it's like, um, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think probably moving a lot, we had to kind of figure it out and it was always, we liked everywhere we lived. So we didn't nice. ever live anywhere where we totally hated it. Luckily, um, we lived in San Diego for two years and that was probably the loneliest because people just were not super friendly in San Diego. Mm. We loved where we lived. We loved the touristy things there were to do there, but I did not have any girlfriends. I did not have any anyone to connect with there. So it was kind of lonely, you know, and my husband is home. He wasn't deploying at least. So we were yeah. all together, but and it what was just year, weird. What year was that? Um, so that would have been my son was, he turned three right when we got there. So that would have been 2017 or no, 2000. He turned two, 2013. Sorry. 13, when we got there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I feel like that was right. It's like social media existed, but it wasn't you weren't you weren't able to even connect that much. I feel like on Instagram, right. it was like there wasn't really a built community. No, you know, I didn't have Instagram. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I started mine yeah. in 2012, but it was like of my of okay. my first son because he was born then, and then didn't really do much on it until like yeah. it was just like my immediate friends, right? That I followed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and then it wasn't it yeah. didn't become like a community building thing until like 20. 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm not sure. I guess I didn't get on until 2018 either. Yeah, so yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you get on it for the weaving? Yes. Because okay. I had been using Facebook and I was kind of sick of Facebook at that point. And so then I just started exploring um, Instagram and yeah, started looking at different weavers. And that was yeah. probably the first thing I did on there. And now I follow anyone. <laughs> there are too many. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, I would, I want to talk about your work too, because, um, I mean, first of all, your colors really speak to me. Um, I mean, I, I know it's per- personal preference, whatever, but I have to say yeah. I really vibe with them. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. And also, like, it's interesting, you know, because we end up looking at so many people's art on Instagram. Um, a lot of times things get similar. A lot of times they don't. But what I'm what strikes me with yours is how you're able to take whatever techniques and totally create a piece that I, I recognize as yours. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> totally. Um, how, how do you feel like your work is evolving? And, ha- and like, you know, I don't know, what are your, what influences you in your life to create the way you do? Yeah. So it's so funny because when I first started, you know, we look at everyone else's and first starting, you maybe do something like them or try, you know, just learn these different techniques. And it just, and nothing, none of it ever felt like me, which is fine because it wasn't my style. Mm-hmm. And then as I started just kind of organically weaving, I tried sketching. I couldn't do it to save my life. Nothing ever turned out the way I wanted it to. And so it, my style kind of evolved just by itself. I didn't go to um, try to have this big textural piece or all these different colors. It's kind of just what happened. Um, I really always am drawn to neutrals and those are not the ones that are the most popular. Mm-hmm. So I have to remind myself, like, stick to the colors and I do like putting together like unusual color combinations sometimes. And um, I think they work usually <laughs> when, yeah, I, yeah. when I do it. And then if I don't, I can pull it out. That's the other thing I like about weaving because you can take right. a whole section out. Right. I but doesn't it kill you to do that, though? <laughs> yeah. It I mean, sometimes. <laughs> but I've definitely gotten more confident. I work faster now. I don't take out as much as I used to because I used to take, you know, huge pieces apart Um, and now I kind of feel like just keep going you're never going to like it in the middle just keep pushing through and you're going to get to the end and then you can do whatever you need to do so I think my work has evolved to I stopped wanting it to be different than it is and I just let it be what it is because 
obviously that's my style, I guess now. Do you know, it might make yeah. any sense. Yeah, yeah. I see so many other people like, oh, I wish I could do something like that, but right. it's not my style and it would look weird if I tried. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I keep thinking back to that, that one diamond piece. Yeah. With like, I don't know if you wove the colors in I or if you did them. okay like yeah I didn't know if they were like um yeah because they they almost look like um hitch knots but um but yeah so they're wrapped yeah, yeah. yeah. that was when I reposted yeah. that piece I think that might have been my most like popular that's crazy post of last year or whatever <laughs> and I was like whoa, yeah. whoa 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 craziness and it was also at a time when I feel like Instagram was like boo like to me I it was really getting yes. frustrated with it but I was yes. like oh my god like yeah because it was so unique and I'm like I don't know like how did that idea come to you I just get weird ideas at the weirdest, weirdest time. And I just try so that I did sketch it out real fast, just the general idea just to get it out of my head. So Mm -hmm. we were traveling at that point. And I think we were, we might've been in the Southwest at that point. So just seeing a lot of the art down there and stuff. And I wanted to do something, um, not tribal, not to be disrespectful, but you know, Mm -hmm. something along those lines that had a shape to it that was more, but still my style, because I still use all the colors I like to use and just wanted to do something different. So um, that one did, it just kind of popped in my head and I made it and I should probably make more like that since it was so popular, (laughs) but but that was a fun one to make. Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. Um, (laughs) Well, oh my gosh, tell me about RV life. So you took off uh, fall of 2020. Yes. And traveled for a whole year in an RV. Tell me about that. (laughs) So we, um, so my husband was retiring from the Navy. So we had decided two years before that, actually, that we were going to do the trip um, because we were going to have to be moving anyway. And he was going to be in between retiring and, and finding his next job. So we had had an RV when the kids were two and five and we really liked it. It was just a smaller one. So we knew we liked to be in it and, um, to go different places in it. So we had sold that one. And then we bought the the one we traveled in a year before, um, we were going to leave, which was good because by the time we left, you couldn't catch a deal on right. um, an RV anywhere. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> everybody jumped in one. Um, so we had it planned. And so when the pandemic hit, we're like, Oh crap, what are we going to do? Cause this doesn't look good. They were in the March, they were all shutting down and people who were full-time travelers were having to find a place to go because all of the um, RV parks were shutting down for COVID. So we were oh, kind of watching were this happen. Shutting down. Yeah. Oh. And people had to leave and some people don't have a place to go because this is their full-time, you know, lifestyle. Right. Uh, so we were watching that happen and we're like, well, it's got to get better soon. Right. <laughs> so luckily um, in the summer they start opening and the national parks opened up again. And so, okay. but when we started traveling, things were opening up again. Um, so we just kind of plotted our route and we kind of plotted it as we went. We had a general oh, idea yeah, where I was we wanted to go. Yeah. So yeah, where did you start? Idea. Where did you start in Maryland? So we okay. started in Maryland where we left. Um, so we'd sold our house and we put our stuff in storage because the Navy will store our stuff for us for 18 oh, months after he retires. Nice. Yeah. So that was really good. So we could um, get all of our stuff uh, saved in storage. And then we left in September and we started traveling. We both had, I had my car, so we had to get to Minnesota to drop my vehicle off. But on the way we saw some friends and family that um, my husband hadn't seen some of his aunts and uncles and cousins in 22 years. And so we saw them on the way and I got to meet them. I hadn't met them before. So Mm -hmm. that was so fun. And we went to Nashville. Have you been to Nashville? Uh, no, I've been to Memphis, but not Nashville. I okay. Think. Nashville yeah. was, it was fun. It was, you should go. You'll yeah. love it. <laughs> it was fun. Um, so we kind of made our way. Yeah, we saw some friends and family, made our way to Minnesota, dropped my van off. 
and then started traveling from there. Wait, um, so did you have the van hitched to the No, RV, I was driving, you were driving separate. Yeah, okay. Driving separate at that point. Okay. Um, so we dropped that off. And so then we were all together in the car the whole time. So that was when it got real. We're like, okay. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> we're gosh. We're really all together now all the time. Um, so we kind of saw friends and family again. My mom and sister live in Colorado. So the whole first part of the trip was friends and family. And then once we got to Utah is where it kind of felt like the trip really started because then we were, right. it was just the four of us and we were You're like, on your we were own. In, yes. So we were in Utah in October, which was the perfect time to be there because it wasn't too hot mm. and it wasn't tourist season. Um, nice. And it's have you have you ever been to Utah? I have not, oh. but I'm dying to. Oh, go. Okay, you got anything go. desert? I I just yeah yeah really it's really so amazing go. and the colors are amazing and the you know I cried <laughs> when we got to Arches National Park. Uh-huh. I cried. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like another planet. It's so beautiful. So. All of Utah was amazing and that was super inspiring. The colors and the textures and it was just like Mother Nature did a great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way the light hits, I yeah. feel like the way the light hits when you're in a desert environment, it's completely different than any other yeah. place. I mean, it's just so, I mean, I guess it's the color and I don't know, like just the way, to, yeah, you're right, textures. It's I think it's like the way it hits the sand yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just yeah. something so magical about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, and I've only we honestly... waited till sunset in most of the places we went. Uh huh. Yeah, go. Oh, God. No, 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 you go. Oh, we waited till sunset most of the time. <laughs> Sorry, delay. We waited until sunset most of the time, and it was just amazing how much, how different it looks based on, you know, when you're there in the bright sunshine right. and the way everything shifts and changes. So, if you guys ever go to National Park, always wait till the till Safer sunset. sunset it's too. amazing. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. The only. <laughs> experience I have was well the first one was Marfa which I'm sure you've heard yeah. me rave about on the um it's why I went podcast. to Marfa oh yay <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god I love that place um but because Marfa was my first like the drive from um what is it San El Paso to uh, the El Paso yeah. airport I think yep. and then the drive to Marfa that I did because that's through the desert part of the desert and that was like a first for me because I'd never seen okay I had never been in the southwest before and yeah. then um so yeah I was like oh my god this place is incredible <laughs> and then and then a couple years ago with my family like my immediate family and then my, my parents and my sister's family we went to Sedona and that was oh, another yeah. like yeah crazy amazing experience just to see yep. like the red rocks and things like that yep Sedona's a lot like Utah. Yeah. Um, but then also has the trees and stuff. So yeah, the colors that you see in Sedona, yeah, it's exactly oh, God, like that. It. I it's think so, I mm-hmm. I would want to retire in, in that yeah. kind of environment, I think. Yeah. I don't know if my husband would want that, but he, he does hate the snow, so I think I could convince him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're thinking in Texas, right? You just got to go to the... Uh, I don't know about for retirement. That's just for... Yeah. I don't know. That's just for right now. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I'm not I'm not loving the idea at the moment, but okay. it's still on the table. We just yeah. haven't found a place that we... Like is, is good for us because we don't want the HOA thing and then oh right we need an extra like an outbuilding if I if I want to continue to keep the business like in-house um yeah so there's that and then we want a pool so then yeah Yeah. so I don't know we it's really hard I can't believe you have enough room for your business I don't oh my god (laughs) it's it's an atrocity right now I'm like embarrassed you know there are people there are (laughs) sellers who have amazing setups or maybe that's just all we see on Instagram but they're so tidy and perfect and I am so jealous like <laughs> I ha- and I keep buying more product because I'm like oh I want to offer different things and right 
I have stuff on the floor. Yeah. Like on we have a like a little air hockey table. It's completely covered in rope and yarn. Yeah. Uh, like there's no room anymore. And it's yeah. a really sad sight. And like I even have I have a person who helps me like tw- twice a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she she can't even tackle it. It's just it's terrible. <sighs> It's yeah. So, yeah, I mean, creative. I need a whole... Since you're creative. That's the way it is. Right? I know. Like, I know where everything is. You know, like, yeah. I know where it is. Yeah. But you could take an well. Instagram picture of that one corner where everything's perfect. You'd be like, oh, just another day in paradise. <laughs> I used to have that corner. It's gone. It's totally gone now. It's terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we need, we would need like another building. I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But yeah. keep your options open, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, tell me more about the trip. And also, okay. Were you so yeah, you were you were weaving during this whole time. Were you just like yeah. weaving on your lap? Uh yeah. So um bless my husband, he let me take a ton of supplies with me. So our our RV had a lot of good storage. It was 36 feet long. Um and we bought a bigger one knowing that we were gonna live in it. So we had a kitchen island that had, you know, the kids had their own bunk room, we had our own bedroom, and so it was great oh, wow. space for all of us. Yeah. And so under our dinette, all the cushions, you could lift them up and then it had storage underneath that. So I took up half of that with all my yarn and then I um, took looms and stuff and they went under our bed in our, in our bedroom because our bed would lift up. And so I could store stuff under there and then all my spools of string kind of fit around our bed because it had the mattress had like a hangover on it. And so I didn't, you know, it was pretty all those colors, right? (laughs) they'd roll around and we'd get back into the RV after traveling. Then they'd kind of have shifted. But for the most part, it worked well to keep all my supplies there. Um, the only nice. pain was then every time I wanted to make something, I had to pull everything out and then put everything away. Cause right. like one thing out of place in the RV and the whole place looks like a mess, right? Cause it's so small. Right. So I got really good at, you know, taking out, putting away. And we had all the ride in the truck when we traveled. Cause it's not a, it wasn't a drivable RV. So, oh, okay. Um, so I only could weave because my husband has an anti-weaving rule <laughs> when we're traveling because all the fiber that goes everywhere. Oh, in the right. Car when they, yeah. <laughs> There's just like little I dust bunnies to. everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. He's like, this is getting in your lungs every day. Right. Look at my fi- look at my filter. This is what you do every day. He like wears an N95, not for COVID, but for um, for like weaving fuzz. Right. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, right. I saw Ashton was asking for air purifier ideas the yeah. other day. I'm like, that's probably a good idea yeah. to have um, nearby. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would just be, but it was so, I had such an easy time leaving when we were traveling because our world was so much smaller. We didn't have practices. We didn't have a crazy schedule. I was homeschooling the kids, but that only took a few hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then we would, you know, go out and see where we were and we tried to stay everywhere for like a week if we could just to give ourselves some days to do school and some days to go travel or to go, you know, explore the area. Mm-hmm. And so. So um, what do you do? Do you stay yeah. at an RV park at each place? Yeah. And what is it? So, okay. It, please excuse yep. my stupidity. I literally That's have okay. no idea what this lifestyle is like. So okay. would you shower and stuff at the RV parks? No, we were a totally contained unit. So oh. we had a bathroom, we had a shower, we have everything. Like we don't have to leave. We hook up to water and sewer and everything at our site. Oh, okay. So my husband, wow. when we pull up, we pull in, my husband will hook everything up. Um, you plug into electricity, you hook up the sewer and water and everything. And, and so, and we had slides that came out and in. So if you've ever seen an RV where, um, they expand it. So it cut, oh. it tucks in for traveling and then expands oh, when you're there. That's so cool. it was really was pretty spacious in so there. You poop in the RV? Yep. <laughs> Do you, if you're like on the road though, are you like 
let's try not to poop in the RV or like and uh, go to a rest area or you just go when you want. Yeah. yeah. So you could if you had to, because you're not hooked up to water at that point, but you have a pump. I was okay. trying to think of how. So we have a pump. So sometimes if we all had to go to the bathroom, we would stop rather than use like a dirty um, yeah. gas station along the highway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was easy. So oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like cousin. It's the logistics. Right? <laughs> like my head goes to like these minute like, like little logistics. Yep. But like I say it's minute, but really it's it's the it's my happiness that day. Like if I Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't you're alone. at your normal time every day, yeah, then you're kind yeah. of grumpy. I don't know about you. That's how I yeah. am, you know? <laughs> well, a lot of people get the, um, like, if you go on vacation, you can't go until you yeah, get home exactly, again. So, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that first night in a hotel. You don't sleep well, like that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can hear you because the rails in the door. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. How did you? Ours husband- it wasn't like that because ours ours was up the hallway, so it was not right next to everybody. So that was a. Oh. We had all these things in mind. We're <laughs> looking at the layout of the RV. We're like, what's the practical use day to day? Four of us sharing one. Right. Oh my god, how big is this mansion? Like. I don't understand. So like, you can even have <laughs> so- like sexy time, and your kids are right there. Yeah. <laughs> because the kids weren't right there they were down the hall and so oh, it's just there was separation so okay. it worked yeah yeah wow. um so we so yeah, i sound like of, such an idiot i'm like Whoa. no, no, no. <laughs> it's totally different if you've never done it if you've never been in that world it's totally different yeah, yeah. so that's funny that's all right so <laughs> some people travel in much smaller ones that don't have like doors and separating their bedrooms and stuff well, and like that was I mean I was looking at that the van slash trailer thing that yeah. um like G- Gabby Petito w- yeah. it was traveling in with her yeah. whatever yeah. and I'm like I'm no wonder he like they killed each other like I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like did you guys get into fights in the RV or was everything like good no I mean we fight like any any other normal, normal fights, couple yeah. I think yeah but um probably less just because life is just easier it was so simple oh, you yeah. know there wasn't any my husband wasn't working so there wasn't any stress on on anything so it was a pretty um happy-go-lucky year I would say yeah. how did yeah, your kids occupy nice. themselves during the drive so um we only would drive a few hours a day because that was oh. kind of our deal that we didn't want to go because it's just so exhausting and it takes time in the morning so when uh, those travel day in the morning I'd get up and we would have to pack everything loose up like I'd put things in our sink like our coffee maker and loose things would go in our sink and we'd have to roll up the rugs and get everything ready to slide in so that takes a couple hours to get ready to go and then by the time you travel maybe stop and eat lunch and then get to your place and there's another couple hours to set up maybe okay um so just the day gets really long and you don't have any time to relax once you get there so right. we never went too far um and they had their tablets okay. so they were they could have gone eight hours and been fine yeah, right right right, right. <laughs> yeah I was like you guys are gonna keep your heads up and look around and yeah, I know enjoy your environment yeah right <laughs> that's right this is an amazing experience yeah <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> remember just being like, being able to play hours and hours of like whatever Roblox. That's right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, they were really good travelers. They had a good time. And um, we listened to some books. On, um, Wait, hold on. Can you, can you repeat that? Tape. Podcasts, audiobooks. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, it just um, went. We would listen to audiobooks. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes, I can okay. hear you. <laughs> we listen to audiobooks. Yeah. Audiobooks and kids' podcasts and stuff too along the way. So oh, nice. that would help us to do stuff without them being on their tablet the whole time. So, uh, wow, I'm going to have to get recommendations for kids' podcasts because 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gen Z Media has a ton of really good ones. Okay. Yeah. I'll email it to you. Because <laughs> I know I sit on like, podcasts all day, but mm-hmm. they, they haven't listened to one. I don't know if they have the attention span. I don't know. But I got to try Yeah. It. So there, a lot of the ones we listen to are fictional and they're short. So okay. um, it's fun for them to to listen along. It was nice. good. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned how um, RV life makes you have to like put everything where it needs to be in the proper place and all that. Has that transferred over to your current life, like your house life it now? It did. Yeah, it really did. Because I was not the tidiest person. It's just not in my nature to yeah. be super tidy all the time. My husband is, so that's been the challenge. I feel like that's military. <laughs> over. Like they're like, yeah, probably. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got here, I mean, you don't need much to live, right? We lived in a year in an RV and we had everything we needed in there that we, you know, we brought stuff with us, but we had everything we needed. So when we got here, all of our stuff had been in storage for a year. So once I got it and I started looking through it, I'm like, gone, gone, don't need it, don't want it, didn't use it. And my mom is here helping. She's like, honey, are you sure you're like getting rid of a lot of stuff right now? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't need it. I haven't needed it. I didn't miss it. So, I mean, some stuff we had kept all these years because they might work in one house, but they didn't work in the next house. And so, um, you know, we just had extra stuff. So I purged like crazy when we moved here. And so I did buy new stuff for the house, but then it was, I was buying for this house because we get to stay in this house, you know, make it our own. Right. um, Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely transferred. My workspace stays cleaner now even, and our house stays cleaner. So, it's pretty, it was good. <laughs> it was I feel like an it's an unexpected like, result. Yeah, like I need that kind of boot camp in a way, like where I'm just like, I'm yeah. forced to only live on certain things. And then I realize right. how pointless everything else is, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and, then I had to touch everything I owned when we moved back in here, right? Because we got everything delivered right. and I had to like, physically touch everything. And so it's a lot easier to start from there than when you've been living in the same house for right. you know, however long. Right. Yeah. I mean, I still have boxes from our move that I still haven't opened. I'm like, why haven't I thrown right. this away? I need to throw right. them away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, it's been four years. I can definitely throw them away without even looking at what's in the box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you will look. Yeah. Of course you <laughs> yeah. will. It's like kids. It's like when you when you have them clean their toys out and then yeah. toys they haven't played with for three years, they're like all of a sudden they play with the whole afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Their new favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> How exactly. old are your boys? They are now uh, eight and a half. Well, eight and nine. Okay. Yep. Eight and nine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah do like, they get along well? They do. I mean, they're like oh, that's good. totally stuck to each other. But I feel like and they, and they also fight, of course, a lot. But it's right. like they don't know how to be apart. So we have right. to force them to spend time apart because – as soon as they start fighting, we're like, oh, obviously they're sick of each other, but they right. don't want, they don't even want to be in different rooms. Yeah. Like yeah. if, if, if we say, okay, now's the time to read. And we're like, you go upstairs and read, you go to my bedroom and read. And they're like, yeah. they're like, no, like, well, fine. We'll read in the same room. It's fine. I'm like, guys, I don't understand. I know. Like, I know. Our it's kids okay are like to be too. separate, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I can see, like that. I can see with your kids also, they, they depended on it each other a lot I think through all the moving and probably realizing they're each other's constant right Um, and maybe that is a little bit with what COVID has done with us like especially those first few months where they they really only had each other and I was like thank god they have each other you know like I was feeling so bad for only like only children you know I know they must have been so lonely and bored you know or just bothering their parents (laughs) they're those poor parents 
I know who are trying to work and yeah, manage everything else. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I know. So hard. Um, so yeah, our kids got along great on the trip. So That's we wouldn't have done it if they didn't get along well. So they did a good job. They shared a room that had bunk beds in it and yeah, together all the time. So my daughter started getting a little, she turned 13 on the trip and mm-hmm. she started getting a little sassy, but for the most part, she, she hung in there. <laughs> I feel like maybe you ended the trip at the perfect time. I think so too. Like for, yeah, cusp, cusp of 14 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we went, so I guess where we leave off. So we were traveling in, and we went to Texas during the winter because it was the weather. We had to kind of wait it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, we went to Marfa because I was like, Cindy loves Marfa. Yeah. It's what kicked off her, her whole macrame <laughs> totally. business, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you see so any good? It was the cutest town. It was like, a, it was dead. Yeah. Because it was winter. Sorry, everything was closed because of COVID. So, yeah. Oh, my God. So you couldn't even, like, you didn't go to, like, Chinati Foundation or the Judd, no. the Judd Foundation or anything. Oh, no. No, it was That's closed. Sad. But just the town had such a cute vibe to it. Yeah. And there were still some shops were open and some restaurants were open. So okay. I can just imagine what an amazing place that is when it's full of life and people yeah. buzzing around. Yeah, I would love to go back. It's so cute. I mean, to be honest, even when I went, it was, I want to say it was February or March, but it okay. was still cold. Like I remember yeah. there was frost on my windshield when I came out. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't very busy. Um, yeah. And a lot of the places also weren't open. Open. So yeah, like I've never, I haven't even experienced it super buzzy. But the one thing that like the most, I don't know, the one thing that really hit me, I think, was being able to access the Chinati Foundation. And okay. th- that was my client at the time. So I got to wander oh, those grounds wow. alone yep. and just take pictures. And it was like, oh it was gosh. so nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, you'll have to go back. You'll have to go back and yeah. do that. I want to well, go. Let's meet there. I know. That'd be awesome. And, <laughs> and they have like the RV park hotel thing. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to go stay there. Yeah, I looked, we walked around out there. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. We need to do like a fiber con, right? Yes. Like all the fiber artists. Just oh my God. That would be crazy. We just scream at each other how much we love each other's work. <laughs> no, I love yours. <laughs> That'd be the best. <laughs> yeah. I saw um, a couple on my, when I was traveling, some of the girls I met through Instagram. I, I met them while we traveled. Oh, that's so awesome. Saw, yeah, it was really fun. Who'd you meet up it's with? Hard in, to, in Texas met, um, or like everywhere? Yeah, in Texas, I met Kia and Woven by Kia. Yeah. And then um, Bianca in Washington, Hidden Bohemian. Yes. And oh, then, yeah, awesome. and then my friend Kate, I saw her, uh, Kate Justice Kofor, I saw her too. So if it hadn't been the oh, pandemic, awesome. I would have reached out to more people to try to have right. them along the way. Right. My kids were like, Mom, you tell us not to talk to strangers on the internet. Now you're going to lunch with them. <laughs> you're like, they're not strangers. They're best friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're real people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, to get to see someone. Yeah, and um. We did go to other art museums along the way. So there were, oh, there was one open in Austin that we went to and we saw, um, I think it's her name, Ellen Fibrous. Yeah. She has, her, yeah, I saw yeah, her, yeah. not her, but her work. I So I was like, this looks really familiar. And oh, it was, she awesome. had a, a display set up at one of the museums there. So it was just cool stuff oh, along I the way that. that I got, yeah, nerdy excited about. <laughs> yeah. God, what a great yeah. trip. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Do you feel you mentioned you do you have anxiety? Did you do yeah. you feel like it was better for your anxiety to be on the road and doing this thing, or was it harder? Uh, I think it was better because we were just kind of in our own little bubble and we were moving the whole time, and so we were in control of everything because I was homeschooling the kids, so we weren't 
trying to struggle with home learning um, mm-hmm. through the school or anything. So I think that helped me and the kids to do better because we could leave when we wanted to leave and have a fl- flexible schedule and stuff. Right. Um, we did adopt a dog while we were traveling. Oh, so I think that was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> He's like my little emotional support buddy. And I'm him. I know. I feel that hardcore. I mean, I still have Hazel on my lap. She's like, she's just my little heater. I know. When we were in Texas, because we were there for a while, we um, just had so much downtime, I think. And we had talked about getting a dog when we were done traveling. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about like what kind of dog we wanted and what our ideal dog would be like. And so I just was kind of looking up different breeds. And then it popped up like, oh, animals in your area. And so I clicked on that and next thing I knew we were you know on our way to meet a dog oh that's amazing (laughs) like oh babe we'll just kind of go see you know see how the kids interact with the dog and you know for future to see you know how it how it goes and of course he knew we were probably going to be coming home with yeah 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 what kind of dog he is we did the DNA test because I had to find out what he was he was seven months old when we adopted him and he is um mostly Australian cattle dog mixed with Great Pyrenees and Border Collie. Oh, nice. Like, so I mean, he's of, energetic. Where did those guys meet? <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he is, but he's not too bad. Like a couple walks a day or playing in the yard and he's good to go. Oh, so he's good. really sweet. Yeah. He's really sweet. And I mean, the poor dog. We adopted him and he lived in an RV. RV but he's a herder. So for That's him, what I was thinking, like, yeah. his dream come true that we were all in the same place at the same time. Because when we got to the house... Then he starts to bite our ankles to get us all back together oh, again because he's like, Oh my yeah. God, how funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got him along the way. You mentioned my anxiety, and I'm pretty sure part of that was me seeking out because we had had a cat for a really long time and um, she had, or he had passed away right before we moved. So, I think to me, just having another animal to love and comfort and totally. stuff. So that was, yeah, suckering Aww. my husband into that one. <laughs> it came along at the perfect time. Yeah. What's so his name? Bodie. Bodie on it. Yeah. Cute. He's a sweetie. Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> he only ate two weavings while we were living in the RV. <laughs> <Only two. laughs> my own fault, I'm sure. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Especially because no, he was still little, still teething at that point, right? He was, yeah. Yeah. So, and he learned his limits. Now he hangs out in my studio with me and he's good. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. cute. Yeah. Did your kids, so your kids were sitting there the whole time also watching you weave. Um, do you have, either of them tried or wanted to pick up yeah yeah yep, they both know how to weave when I first started um I also taught classes in 2019 I think I taught quite a few classes mm-hmm. and my daughter would come along and help like I'd show everybody the technique and then she'd walk around and help people she loved it oh, nice. so That's it was awesome. really cool yeah so she'd like to do that she's very artistic they're both really creative artistic kids mm-hmm. and I talk about my my high school blue ribbons her work at 13 like blows them out of the water. That's amazing. <laughs> I will never show you my work from high school. Like, it's embarrassing. But yeah, they're both very creative kids. So they're, it's fun to watch them. Yeah. To, oh, to very see, cool. see where they go with that. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they um, sorry, my son is actually really good if I hold a weaving up to him. Like, what do you think? Do you think I should change anything or do this or that? And he gives awesome feedback. Oh my actually. God, that's amazing. He has a really good eye. Yeah. So there's a lot of pieces that ended up the way they did because, you know, his suggestion of something or oh, other. I love so it's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, must, it must feel really validating and like empowering for him too to be like, yeah. You know, like when yeah. you're, when your mom, not just any adult, but like your mom. Yeah takes your advice on something that she's been yeah. working on for hours. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's a big deal. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So how do you home? I mean, I can understand homeschooling like little kids, but when yeah. you're doing 13, 14, does it get hard? Like, I don't remember half the math is what I'm talking I know. about. Like. So we did, I got to pick my own curriculum. I did it through our county. So I just checked in with them twice in a year and they did a review of me each time. Um, but we got to pick our own curriculum. So have you ever heard of Khan Academy? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they actually just, did, they did Khan Academy. Oh. So I just sat with them and I didn't have to do it, uh, teach it to them. Like I could oh, review wow. it after I learned it. Yeah. But I didn't have to actually teach it to them. So my daughter was super independent. She was good. I could give her, like I signed all her stuff to her during the day and she would just kind of go off and do it. And then I would just look at it later. That's amazing. And then my son was different. He, I think for him, it was hard for him to, um, adjust to being in the same room where you hang out and you play and you watch TV and now it's your school room. Cause I know a lot of people who do it in their home have a whole different room where they homeschool. Right. So it's totally separate, but in our RV, we were all in the same, yeah. the same room doing stuff. So it was harder for him. He's a really smart kid, but he just did not love that format. It's a hard form, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but like I said, we only had to do a few hours a day and it was, it was easy. And I frankly, because it was pandemic time, he probably would have been homeschooled yes. anyway through a screen, you know, which yeah. all of our kids just didn't do that much. They didn't. I don't, yeah. I don't think they learned much, you know. Yeah. My standards for homeschooling were low because <laughs> the county was like, great, you're doing a great job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, yeah. Their school stayed virtual the whole year. Mm-hmm. So they didn't miss, yeah, they didn't miss anything. anything. Yeah. I had taught at their school. I was a substitute teacher and they had taken on a long-term substitute job in first grade for about four months um, right before the pandemic mm-hmm. hit. So it was a really great experience. And I learned how the county kind of what they were looking yeah. for and what they did. So it translated really well to the homeschool part of it. So I was familiar with all of our um, curriculum and stuff. Yeah. So it was yeah, good. You, you really yeah. did choose the perfect year to go. Plus, yeah. instead of staring at a screen for six hours a day, they could probably get it done in like two and a half or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Awesome. Yeah, It was pretty slack. Oh, man, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous. I kind of wish yeah. you were able to do something <laughs> like that. So You can always start small. Nice. Take a Take a couple months break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. My my husband actually recently mentioned the idea of an RV, and I was like, uh, like later, much later, I think. Yeah. When maybe when the kids are not with yeah. us anymore, like when they're in college or something. <laughs> right. Because um, I was like, babe, you know, they get home right now. Like they get home at four o'clock, and then I take them to whatever activity they have, and then they're home from like basically seven to eight before yeah. they have to shower and like start getting ready for bed. And you, yep. you can't, like, you can barely deal with that hour. So yeah. <laughs> can you imagine um, right. living with them in an RV? And he's like, okay, fine. Never mind. We'll wait till later. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You just need, like, a separate trailer that they can go get their energy out. Exactly. Can, yeah, well, that's around. the yeah. thing. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, two boys. They just, it's nonstop. Nonstop. Yes. And there's no, like... Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, like my younger one is very creative and he will just – sometimes he will sit down and just want to draw or um, work on – like he's like working on comic books and stuff now. Oh, fine. But my other one is constantly bothering him. Yeah. So it's like half the time he can't even get his projects done because then like, you know, my older one will just pull him away from it to go do something right. like nonsensical, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just purely physical. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There is a different energy with boys. That is it is. For sure. It's yes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just – it's WrestleMania constantly. Yeah. 
it's weird for my son because he grew up with his sister and now the neighborhood you live in as um there's 11 10 year old boys in our neighborhood oh wow and our neighborhood is like tucked on its own so it's really contained and so and it's crazy and they're all really great kids but some of them are super physical some of them are really into sports and I think my son is like I got a sister. We just like to draw. <laughs> oh, God, I love him. <laughs> yeah. We, he had a friend over a couple of weeks ago and they, um, it was really quiet in the basement. I was like, what, what are they doing? They were just playing and they hear Adele coming through the Alexa. And I was like, what is going on? They walked down there. They're just look down there drawing and uh, his friend's like, oh, I told Alexa to put on some relaxing music so we could draw. I'm like, you can come whenever you want. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Boys who grow up as sisters are very different than boys who grew up with brothers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, Wait. So how long have you been back in Minnesota? So we got here um, in June. So we we moved. We lived in the trailer entire year. We traveled for about nine months of that. And so we moved into this house. Yeah. In July. So are you feeling settled in? I guess it's been half a year. I'm still getting. Oops. Sorry. (laughs) Yanked my head out um getting there now it's weird because like i said in the past we moved with the navy it was hurry 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 get settled right and here it definitely feels weird like oh we're actually going to stay here this is our we're going to get to you know be here for a long time so it's harder um harder to feel settled even though it's a familiar place and i think it's my daughter's 13 and being in a new school in eighth grade and i think i feel her unsettledness as well so Um, it's been hard and I think I just need to give myself some slack and maybe give myself two years to really, yeah, settle in, I think. Yeah, for sure. And also COVID is still happening. So (sighs) I, it's not making anything easier in terms of like trying to, you know, meet people and feel like you have a support system. And like, luckily it sounds like your parents are close or your mom is close by. Um, Uh, Nope. They live in Colorado. Oh, she lives in Colorado. Yeah. She travels and stays here sometimes. So yeah, my um, father-in-law lives here and my brother lives a few hours from here. So um, we do get to see them, but yeah, it's weird times for sure. (laughs) And is your husband transitioning to his new life? Okay. Yeah, a, I think it's a so. big difference difference it's for a him, huge right? Transition, yeah. yeah. He started working before we moved into the house, which made it even harder, I think, for him because um, I was kind of on my own to get things settled because he was already working. Right. But he works from home now, so that was a transition for him too because he used to go in every day. So right, he's here every day, which is good for him. I mean, we got used to being around each other in the yeah. RV. Yeah, good thing because <laughs> it's not super easy all the time. But yeah, it's good for him that he doesn't have to go in, and that's probably kept us healthier, right? <laughs> as right. well. Yeah. Does your husband work from home too? He does. Yeah, yeah. and he used to do. Um, he's a cinematographer by trade, oh, but um, okay. when COVID hit, they, there were just like no jobs. Right? There were no productions <sighs> right. happening. But then what happened? Um, is he? Like he he's gotten so used to being home, and then he he started um he actually started his own YouTube channel. He's like uh, oh neat uh, with a friend of his. Um, they're doing like financial analyst kind of stuff, which is interesting okay. because he just dove deep down into it. Um, at the like I guess it was right before the pandemic, maybe. Um, okay. I just noticed he was watching a lot of YouTube, and I was like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> Um, <laughs> like a lot, and then I, and then I didn't realize, but he, he was planting seeds for like you know starting okay. his own thing. So yeah, yeah, so it's crazy though because he 
point. He's home all the time, which is great because yeah. he can help with the kids and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's nice. You know what I worry though about is my my kids. They see me work, like they see me like um, you know, packing boxes or whatever. Right. Um, so they see that, but they don't see like two parents going off to work and like Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like I saw my dad go to work every single day and there was just like yeah. this mentality around that lifestyle of like trying right. to be productive and mm-hmm. supporting a family. They just see us at home in our pajamas like right. all day long <laughs> like, basically. I, growing up is fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like so I'm just – I seriously wonder like when they get older, are they going to yeah. feel this like internal desire to go – quote unquote go out and get a job? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they think yeah. life just comes – it's like easy and it just comes and you just make yeah. money and, you know, I don't think yeah. they have any clue. I think that's how that a lot of people to... are these days. Exactly. That's what they think. Yeah. The... <laughs> I know. I heard like yeah. uh, people are just quitting their jobs left and right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I know. But where are they going? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I guess the next, the next two years or something is going to really reveal what like the yeah. – what this pandemic's done and how it's affected our country. And I guess. Yeah. Pandemic yeah. plus politics, which I won't get into, but no. who knows? I know. It's going to be an interesting yeah. next. You and I are on the same page. Yeah. On that, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> crazy. yeah. Uh, I'm ready for the next. I hope this is a better year for sure for everybody. Me too. I know. We've avoided getting sick. I don't know how. Like, it's all around same. us right yeah. now. It's like Me narrowing too. in. <laughs> I know every and like and we're in a really rural place, but still, so many people have already gotten sick. I'm just like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, yeah. it's happening. At some point, it's going to happen, especially with the kids yeah. being back in school. And we get notices, you know, every day of like how yeah. many kids test positive, yeah. blah blah blah. So I'm like, okay, at some point, it's just going to happen. And yeah. crossing my stopped. fingers, crossing my fingers, whatever comes in is Omicron, you know, and yes. nothing. Hopefully, not something super severe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Our school stopped because there were so many coming in. They're just like, oh, forget it. Oh, they stopped even <laughs> just, telling you guys? They stopped telling us because they're just like, we can't keep up. This oh, is ridiculous. No. Yeah. They they gave out free test kits and now they're just like, do what you can. Yeah. So you guys didn't close down at all after New Year's? <laughs> nope. We've been open the whole That's time. Good. That's good. Yeah. yeah my kids so. went back for one and a half days and then they were like, oh we're gosh. shutting it down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just can't get enough bodies in the schools yeah. to – yeah. I know. It was – exactly. It was a, like a, a lot of teachers were out and then um, like subs were either sick or not willing to come in. So then it was just like, yep. eh, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Hard times. Yeah, I hope man. they stay. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, anxiety-wise, how are you feeling these days? I'm okay. I get really um, anxious like talking. I was so excited to talk today, but I know I probably was shaking the whole no, time. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not even a little bit. Like you're great. Yeah, that's what I feel like. So the anxiety I get is um, usually irrational anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I get really worried about something really bad happening that's totally out of my control. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just keep thinking about that or I'll um, just have, uh, yeah, just in social situations, I get really anxious. And that's all new for me because it never used to be like that. So I don't really know where it comes from. It's just like my body has plans that (laughs) I didn't agree to, right? Did you have postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression? No, I didn't. I really, anxiety more more started as the kids were kind of getting older. And I think once they started leaving 
you know, my bubble, I think mm-hmm. I started to get more worried about things. And then I don't know where the social part came in, like why I get so nervous, even if I'm having a good time or someone I know well, mm-hmm. I start to get really um, shaky and, oh, and nervous. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, stop betraying me, body. I'm happy to be here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Interesting. Do you, do you drink? Do you drink alcohol? Um, yeah, but I shouldn't when I'm taking those meds because it definitely um, it affects me a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to switch my meds because I feel like I'm more, um, I feel more flat sometimes, like kind of depressed and flat. And I have, um, I don't know if depressed is even the right word, just flat. It's I'm like a malaise. Just blah. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't used to feel like that. So I just kind of want to get back to feeling even keel and not super uh, emotional. I had like, real high highs and lows lows too, like oh, an emotional okay. roller coaster. My husband can tell you that in another podcast, right? <laughs> um, so that was kind of the first reason I went on medication because especially like around my time of the month, the mm. my highs and lows were just like yeah. nobody could be around me. Dude, hormones are um, no joke. I mean, oh, I gosh. feel like they dictate ninety nine percent of our personalities in a way. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I know I'm being irrational. I know why I'm feeling like this, but it feels so real. Yeah. Like this hot. And it is real. My belly. It you is know, real. It is I'm, real, like, but... I'm not really this mad at you. Yeah. I'm just, you know, but I feel like this <laughs> hot rage in my belly listening to you chew. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm going to need bail money if you don't shut your mouth. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, I, I hate it. And I just kind of <clears> need to probably try something else to try even it out a little bit so that that social anxiety doesn't get to me so bad. And, right. um, What's the medication that you're on right now? It's, um, deluxetine. So it's like a generic form of Cymbalta. Okay. So So it's something you take daily, not just acute, not for like a, not like a Xanax. Right. You would take it. Okay. Right. I wanted something that would still kind of keep me, um, me, I guess, Mm -hmm. not too flat, but I don't really need to feel a big feeling. So I'm like, whatever, just put me on something (laughs) now. (laughs) I'm 43. There's nothing to be happy about anyway. (laughs) want to have a good time <laughs> yeah so that's I'm interesting that, and yeah the social I guess situation I thought once you found amazing oh what's that I was just thinking the social situation thing it's interesting because I know yeah. yeah it's like I when you're having a good time see for me I'll just like have a drink and then I'll be like okay mm-hmm. and it'll be fun and whatever and yeah like, all that the social anxiety part kind of gets dissipated at least yeah. um but I do yeah, yeah I do find like if it's one-on-one I'd love it it's perfect it's fine but if I'm at a yeah. party, like we went to um, what party was it? We went to some neighborhood party or something in the fall, and I was like, "What are we like?" I just didn't even know how to start a conversation with people. It was just so yeah. weird. So I like stuck to Isn't my husband. That weird? Like I was like, "This is." And then after I had like a drink or two, I was okay. But like yeah. in the beginning, I was like, "I don't even know who yeah. to talk to or what to talk about." Because and there because yeah. it was it was like people in the community that were like parent like um. Uh, baseball parents and people like that right who you see at games yeah. and just you know whatever yeah not talk about but i just don't like i hate small talk and that those yeah. parties are all small talk i'm like this yes. is so stupid i hate this yeah you know? yeah 
And I just feel like it's a lot of judging and a lot of, you know, not real, sincere conversations. Like, I will dive in. Like, what's the worst thing that happened in your childhood? Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What makes you you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I know we went to like a neighborhood thing here and I came home and cried because I had such a hard time talking. And my husband didn't know because I was just like faking it as best I could. I'm like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Like, why am I getting like this? I'm never, I've always been a social person. So where this was coming from, I don't know. So I probably need to go. I've been on the same medication for several years. And I guess I thought once I found something that I thought, you know, made me feel better, but it changes, right? Yeah, so yeah, you got to yeah. kind of tweak it and then just need to. Plus, I think that. hormonally we change too. Like it's like, yeah. um, you know, like uh, yeah. I don't know if you're even close to perimenopause or anything like that, but that definitely changes everything. It for sure can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not looking oh, forward to that. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope, yeah. I hope you find something that. What is it? Even do you out more? <laughs> or... I think. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but I hope I didn't um, ramble on too much during this. No, you were great. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so do you also so. see, do you see a therapist in conjunction with the medication or is it just? I don't. I've seen one before and I just, um, I don't necessarily think it's something I'm dealing with in my life. It just yeah. kind of, you know, I think up, it's chemical. You know. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, I just really probably need to find. Yeah someone or the right combination I right. guess yeah, yeah. Of course. well I hope yeah. you find it I think you will but thanks at least yeah. you're, not, you're not ignoring it and just letting things no. happen yeah yeah so that's exactly. good exactly all right oh my gosh yeah. well I so loved getting to know you thank you so yeah, much again so for doing this thank you this is a dream come true oh, thanks for having God. me on <laughs> so nice all right um and yeah I will be seeing you on Instagram for sure and sounds good yeah I'll talk to you soon Okay, bye. bye. Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on naromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast. If you enjoy the fiber artist podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.